1: Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price.
0: Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Okay, I think we've officially taken more tries to start this podcast than number of episodes we've ever recorded doing this podcast. Welcome, everyone, to episode 11 of Forever Toros. My name is John Diaz, joined by Michael DeLeon and Jonas Clark, as always. And I, I don't even know where to start, guys, because it, it's like we, we were so excited to record. We were so ready to go. And then for some reason, Mike's Internet just said, no, I don't feel like working today. <laughs> and then <laughs> the great people at Cast were, that we always use for podcasting. This is not sponsored. Um they weren't that great today so we're, we're doing this via zoom now <laughs> and hopefully we can get this off the ground because man it's been a while since we've recorded so let me get out of the way and say jonas how are you i am doing all right john how are you i'm good it's good seeing your face I, the, the zoom way is a lot easier it's so much easier to talk and see you guys and smile right. we know, haven't Mike's done video before that
2: i even
1: know of.
0: i know seriously Mike doesn't want us to see like his room uh, and stuff. I, forgot got, like, I forgot to plug <laughs> in my camera.
1: I forgot to plug in my camera. So I was just like, you know what? Should I plug it in? And I was like, oh, with the problems we've had today, I think I'm better off just staying like as a JPEG picture for now. But um, yeah. <laughs> this episode will probably go shorter than the amount of times that we try to even get online together. So all right, there we go.
0: It's this that is kind amazing. Of this is honestly amazing. Yeah, go ahead and keep your secrets. Joe's got the professional lighting so, and everything, though. Yeah, I, I see that.
1: Re- I see those ring lights Studio. in your glasses.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, he was ready for video here. <laughs> yep. Yeah, he was. <laughs> everything except for dressed for it. <laughs>
0: I just love how you, I don't know if you guys can see because it, it's a little dark, but my dog is like stalking me on the couch right back there. <laughs> oh, he moved. Good he's art. mad. He's, he's wondering when he's about to go outside. He's not having it today. <laughs> so man, I don't remember the last time we recorded, but a lot's changed. Shocker. Cause you know, that's what happens in an off season. Um, I don't, I don't want to get into specifics obviously. Cause we're, you know, that we're doing, this as kind of like a catch up news wise, Uh, for the season, but at the same time, Austin's going to play one whole game to start the season and then get like a week and a half off. So thank you, G League schedule makers. You're really making the content game so much easier this year. Uh, I I think the the biggest thing we need to touch on is, obviously, Matt Nielsen is no longer the head coach. He's no longer with Austin. He's in San Antonio on Pops bench. Everyone knows that. And uh, I'm probably going to butcher his name multiple times throughout the year. I cannot wait, but the new head coach is... Petar Buscic. Buscic. I I looked up so many different pronunciations trying to figure it out. And he he's been with the club since 2017, I believe. If my notes are right. Started as an assistant as an assistant and then oh, now yeah. he's progressed to being the head coach. Uh we've got a lot of roster turnover. We will get that we'll get to that in a minute. So, let me start with Michael. What did you think about the hire? I mean, obviously there's there's only so much we can talk about here with <laughs> with Austin Spurs coaching hires, but you know, the, the turnover department and that that stuff for Austin has been kind of just a lot lately.
1: Yeah. I gotta find my way out on that bench somehow because it seems like anybody that goes there ends up going somewhere else. I think it was Andrew Fields that was like in the front office and then got like a a better job and then Nielsen obviously. We've seen so many other coaches, like I think Brad Jones is what in Utah. Um and there's been another coach like six coaches Atlanta. It's like so much turnover, but um, it just seemed like a natural thing. You know, it was a nat- nat- natural progression. And uh, his name is going to be interesting. It-, it was one of those names that I guess his parents, was, if you got into a lot of trouble when he was a kid, I mean, that's like the perfect, like, yelling at your kid name. So uh, I could have had some <laughs> But but um, Yeah, that's going to be interesting. But, yeah, I mean, it's, just, it's just one of those things where they, just like they use uh, this, Austin Spurs to develop their their players, their talent. There, they're obviously using that for their coaching talent as well. And we've seen so many players and so many so many coaches move up. I think we we were talking about Mitch a few years ago as a possible coaching hire, and then he ended up going to Pop's Mitch. So um, it it just continues to grow.
0: Jonas, I know you had some so- some stuff on Chick, so go ahead.
2: Yeah, I think that you know when. We talked about the, who they could even look at, um, and I think that uh, this was me and Paul looking at this um, on an episode of the Spurs cast, was who, who they could even look at for coaching um, and why. Uh, we talked about the needs of San Antonio, and the needs of San Antonio are three-point shooting and defense. And why why look at the the needs for San Antonio to figure the Austin coach? Because that's how the last two hires – have worked coach Ahern produced the guards that we now in, get to enjoy in san antonio a lot uh, did he influence derek Lonnie uh, Keldon, worked with Mindi um who's no longer on this team um and so then when it came to when he got promoted and and um you know taken from from Austin by getting the higher ups by the, to the Grizzlies to sit up at the end of their bench during the pandemic. Uh, it was like, okay, well, who's going to replace Coach Ahern? Waited for like six months, and finally the answer came out, it was Matt Nielsen. And Matt Nielsen, big guy, power forward, played played internationally over in Australia. Who were we trying to develop at the time? It was Luka Shamanic. Big guy, international, inside game. And so he developed uh, Luka, at least for last year, in the Gubble, to be a really dominant offensive presence down in the paint and unfortunately we didn't see that you know really this summer in the summer league didn't see a whole lot of that effort ended up getting cut uh and so then what it was about what are we looking for next it's about three and d uh peter bossage has built his career um you know as a three and d guy internationally and so it just kind of makes sense for that next level got guys like Wieskamp and primo who are going to need what three and D support to make it to the next level.
0: And and I'm glad you mentioned that because when, when we look at Austin's roster from last year to this year, let, let's just go through some of the names that are, that are no longer here that people may be familiar with. Apparently you, we're not going to see Trey Jones in Austin at all, Shouldn't, which, no. you know, that that's kind of more of a uh, San Antonio's roster construction issue than Austin. Uh, he's probably not there developmentally yet, but you know, that that's kind of like where we're at with with San Antonio. And then um London Perantes who's been in and out, he's gone. Uh Cam Reynolds is gone. Galen Robinson is in Mexico, I believe, playing in one of the leagues down there. Quindary Weatherspoon's gone. Uh our old friend Bob Woodard's gone. So it, it, there's a lot of turnover, but I, I think the primary thing that we're kind of focused on this year is it's pretty much just gonna be what what is Josh Primo gonna do and Joe Wiescam's gonna do. So uh let me go back to Jonas. What do you think with the, with the roster turnover, what are you actually looking for with this team?
2: You're just really looking for support for your two draft picks. I mean, that's, that's really what it comes down to. And so by, the, by Austin deciding not to go back to Galen Robinson um, or look at a better, even, um, who's been a, a longtime leader in, in Austin, tells me that they want the ball to be in the hands of Primo a little bit more. Um, Wieskamp needs to be the guy who's taking the three-point opportunity, not Ledbetter. Um, and with no dominant on-ball guys like Reynolds, like Trey jo- even bringing Trey, down- Trey Jones down, I think that they want Primo to go ahead and learn how to run that offense. And so it's really figuring out the goals of what, um, what Austin is, is to figure really who's not there more than who, who is. And they're bringing a lot of familiar guys who Primo had success with during the summer league. I mean, we look at who's not there, but let's look at for a second at who is there. Nate Renfro's there. Um, you've got Jalen Morris back, who uh, shot 50% last year in the gobble from outside. Um, and, and those are two guys uh, that I think it, uh, are – going to give you their all uh, on the court, their high effort, but they're also not going to take over the role that Primo needs to learn and that Camp needs to learn to get them to the next level.
0: And obviously, you know, Caleb Johnson's going to be there, Calvin Johnson's older brother. Um, they, they've got Alexis Wangmane, who we might as well just call R.C. Buford's, you know, adopted son, That's even like, though they're, he's right. not really adopted. So, you know, you still have those guys there. Uh, and I, I have to give a shout-out to Damian Dotson, go Uh Happy to see him in there. He, that's someone that's going to be familiar with the system big. just based off of what Houston likes to run and the Spurs like to run. Uh, Michael, is there anyone you're looking at in, in particular besides the two rooks? Yeah, I mean, you just said it, uh, Dotson. I mean, he's a guy that had to play
1: some big minutes with the Knicks a few years back when they had, like, just about everybody injured. I think he averaged, like, 10 to 11 points a game. That season, he looked really good. I thought he was going to get another chance. Didn't get that. So I'm glad to see him. I mean, the, the team's looking pretty stacked. Uh, I mean, they've got, you know, obviously, you know, the players that they, we saw over the uh, Gubble and and summer league was, uh, you know, Ray, Ray, Nate Nate can play at that level. NBA level is a little harder. He needs to learn how to set properly, screen things like that. But I want to see Joe Wheels camp. Knocked down some crazy threes. He had some struggles there. But but you're right about what you were saying about uh Primo is they showed that in summer league that they wanted to use him as a ball handler. And that's something that he didn't do a lot in college. He was really a spot-up shooter. So when I saw him uh in preseason and then there, he has a little bit more to his game, I think. And I, I almost feel like Alamo might have been holding him back a little bit because they just let him... Uh, you know, sit in the corner and 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 hit spot up use the, the whole game. That's kind of more of a youth camp game, and he's seems to be a more dynamic player with the ball in his hands. But I mean, they they've got a lot of talent on this team, uh. So I expect him to compete. I don't know very much about the other guy they signed to the two week contract. I know somebody explained how to say his name. I'm just gonna say Devontae Kacock, but um, I don't know got much it, about it. him. What's <laughs> that? Weirdest name, but um,
0: you, you got, you got, you got a Kaycock. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. So I, don't, I, I didn't know much about him when they signed him. I thought that Dotson was going to get the second two way. Um, So, you know, obviously he's pretty talented. And then Jordan Burns coming from San Antonio. I think he was at Marshall. Uh, I think is a pretty cool story. So it'll be, uh, I'll have my eyes on him as well.
0: Yeah, the, the Jordan Burns is a very good story that we're going to be paying more attention to. And then DeVonte Kaycock, I I am still a little curious about that cuz I know Jonas and I were both kind of wondering like, hey, that seems like Nate Renfro's spot, but you know, Spurs opted for the the power forward that he's a double-double machine, but he's he's only 6'7", so that'll be kind of interesting to see how that plays out, especially with the uh ever-evolving Thaddeus Young situation in San Antonio, but we'll save that for Paul and his, and the Spurs <laughs> cast. Um so I, I don't know where you guys want to go from here because obviously there's only so much that we can, we can hype up Primo and, and we's camp. I would like to say, I think the big thing that I would love to see with Primo as, as you guys mentioned is that I, I want to see him as a primary ball handler because let, let's be honest. Cause let, let's tie in San Antonio a little bit here. The way the season has started with San Antonio, they need scoring badly. The, the offense seems to be a huge struggle. And any kind of opportunity that Josh Primo can get to be that kind of spark plug seems to be like it'll be huge in that he could probably get some time if this if the record gets a little out of control. And, you know, I I have my doubts a bit of it getting out of control. They've got a week's schedule coming up. They're only 2-6. and six. A lot of these losses are by single digits. But best-case scenario, I guess for us, would be if the, if the win-loss record does get out of control that, hey, if Primo's good enough, we see him up there. So I was wondering what kind of expectations, Jonas, I'll start with you. What what would you say is a successful season for Primo, even if it's just maybe 20 or 30 games?
2: A successful season in the G League for Primo, I think has to look somewhere around 18 points per game. On ball, should have about six and a half assists. Um, And I want to see... I want to see about four or five attempts from three per game. You know, if you're if you're playing 25 minutes, 26 minutes, uh, I think that showing the willingness, I think, is more important than anything, the willingness to shoot from three-point range. Because that seems to be the, the downfall in San Antonio, and I understand that they're getting better at, at going for the deep ball a little bit more. But just somebody who's going to pull that trigger, <laughs> and if Primo needs to be that guy, primo needs to be that guy and so i would look for something like that i'm not expecting you know quite double, double trade jones numbers um was doing it with assists and points uh last year uh in february in orlando but i think that primo to really show that he's ready to take that next step i don't i think 18 points while this, that might sound a little low to some people i think that 18 points is about right around where i want to be
0: michael
1: it's no, um, I I think we're right around the same place there. Um, I think really I just want to see him show that he can grasp, you know, how to be a ball handler. I mean, the Spurs have no shortage of those guys, but I think by them extending his skill set, that just makes him a lot more valuable, uh, especially moving into the future if they end up losing a guy like Lonnie or something like that. But, but I I want to the one thing I saw between Summer League and preseason was like his handle was, was uh, he had a lot of trouble with that and he's going to improve that. So I want to see just continuous improvement there and some, you know, just confidence really. I just want to see him be uh, confident in his abilities. And I think playing with Austin and in that system is going to help him learn uh, a lot faster. And I know a lot of people are down on him going. <laughs> it's just funny. I understand he's a lottery pick, but him going on to Austin, like it's a terrible thing. I think it's a great thing because he's not going to get the minutes in San Antonio. He'll go play 30 minutes in Austin. And yes, we are going to get to see him called up, probably especially when they have that like two week break. And but I think people need to like understand that's how the Spurs work. They call him blow up when they don't when they have a break, they'll send them back down, you know, when there's a game, just like they did recently. So um, you know, I think all of that's just gonna be part of his, his rookie year. And he seems to be or he seems to have the, the right mindset about it all.
0: Yeah, I I just want to add on on the whole call-up and the Spurs development stuff. I I get it and I've I've been a big proponent of it. I'm a big supporter of it. I I fully understand this is more than just basketball in terms of development, especially with someone as young as Primo. But it doesn't look good when the guy who was drafted right after Primo just torched you the other night in Chris Duarte. It does not look good in hindsight because that Indiana team had the same record as the Spurs, I think, through four or five games. And to to see Indiana go in there and destroy those guys like that, and the way Chris was kind of lighting it up, it kind of shows you that sometimes rookies are ready. And that you know, there's sometimes there's nothing to lose except just throw them out there. But the Spurs haven't operated like that; they never will operate like that. And as much as I didn't like the Primo pick, when that, that's not a HEB plug, by the way, <laughs> I just yeah. finally caught that. <laughs> as much as I didn't like the pick when it happened, I, I've kind of grown into you know warming up to it a little bit more. And Primo has showed me enough to be excited for his gameplay. But man, I. Just a couple of those moves that he flashed in the preseason in that game against Orlando, especially like the step back, that that extremely space-creating step back, that, that James Harden type of step back is just, it, it gets you excited. And I hope he kind of cooks some of these G League kids a little bit because the faster he cooks them, that means the faster they ship them back up to San Antonio. Um, real quick, Jonas, I know you just plugged an article or just uh, posted an article on Project Spurs today if you want to talk about that a little bit and give us a little more detail.
2: Yeah, it's just a little bit more kind of like what we're doing here about setting up the season, right? There's a lot of new faces. Who are these guys a little bit? Um, you know, what is what is the approach? And and look, it this is kind of a return to normal like everything else, right? It last year the the season changed because of the world we were all living in. Um, the last time that the the Austin Spurs even played at the AGB center was March. If I remember the date right, March sixth, two thousand twenty, which feels like forever ago, you know, right? And oh and uh, the, that class that was Quindary, that was Luca, and that was Keldon. His rookie, their rookie year, they were in position to go into the playoffs and maybe make some noise there. Of course, you know, the the San Antonio Spurs look a little bit different. What their hopes for the season were, ended up making it to the to the bubble um for that opportunity to still play in. And so how that would have if if the world doesn't stop at that point, you know, would would Austin have really been able to contend for achieving title because those call-ups might have happened. That could have changed, you know, the butterfly effect could have changed the the direction for for Luca and even Quindary's, you know, relationship with this team, but also that that Keldon opportunity as well and, and what he's become. And so it's just really looking at that guys and, and setting it up you know, for this season. Um, and of course, how to watch this upcoming game since it's not a home <laughs> game to open the season. Uh, everybody can, uh, of course, watch that for free. You don't have to worry about Bally sports not working. The app not working for you. G League is going to have, have the game on their website for you. Um, so really just check that out over at Project Spurs um, and, and get familiar with this team because, there's a lot to watch here as, as we're already
0: talking about. I, I just want to touch on that real quick. Now that I, I am no longer any sort of way affiliated with Bally sports, whatever they are doing in Atlanta at that encompass facility. I know there's a lot of people that probably don't understand what happened in that transition with the RSNs and Disney and Sinclair, but let me tell you, it's not good. And if you, if you're already mad at Valley sports, it's only going to get worse. That's oh. all I have to say on that because it, it's it was chaos the last couple of weeks at, at work before the transition happened to full encompass that that went downhill very fast so I I hope they can get sorted out because there's great people at the RSNs at all the Valley Sports Nets Atlanta is the big issue so if you want to complain Encompass and Sinclair in Atlanta there you go uh, Michael your thoughts on the upcoming season right, I'm just looking forward to it really I'm looking
1: forward to seeing how this roster. Uh, gels together how the coaching staff works out and then I, I think, you know, against the Viper's their opening game, they should have a good chance to win that game. That's not a team that that's uh, very deep on talent and, and uh, Austin's got a lot of talent. I, I really wanna see what kind of lineups um coach puts out there and who he starts and things like that. And so uh again just just looking forward to that. Glad that like you said, they're not I've had problems with Valley as well. So I'm just I'm glad that they'll be available to watch um, online once again, but it should be an interesting season. I'm really looking forward to that uh, game. That first home game, I think it gets uh, Mexico city. Cause that's a team that actually has some pretty good talent. Yeah, that's and gonna so be good. that's
0: going to be a lot of fun to see that.
1: Yeah. And so we're going to have to wait until what, like November 14th or something for that. It's going to be a while. So, um, yeah. but that'll be a good one to, to watch.
0: Yeah, that's that's some exciting G League stuff that the team in Mexico City finally coming to fruition. We've been waiting for that one for a while. Um, I'm I'm really interested to see how Austin works. You know, the G League is not a particularly big league, but Austin's roster is pretty small, um, and that that kind of seems like something that's plaguing the Spurs when they play these bigger teams and these contenders uh, that are a lot more physical and a lot bigger and taller. Uh, but hey, this is just our primer. We got through all the technical issues. I know it was a short episode, but you know, it's only going to be up from here because we've added Evan and Aaron to our team. We've got Jonas, we've got me, we've got Mike. We've got a good squad covering Austin this year, which is nice because it's been a while since we had a good Austin squad to, you know, multiple people doing multiple things, uh being able to actually go out there to Cedar Park and stuff. You know, it's a little difficult when Mike's in San Antonio, I'm in Houston. You know, at least we got Jonas, we've got Aaron and we got Evan to go out there and scowl and give us all you know everything in person and in depth which will be awesome so uh go guys go ahead and promote michael where can they find you uh
1: twitter.com slash mdillion is where you'll find me pretty much always uh getting on the bad side as far as twitter
0: <laughs> i wish you would plug your instagram and in your pen collection because your pen collection sweet dude
1: okay so it's instagram.com slash I'm Delion 14 on Instagram. So, yeah, I, <laughs> I like where I like it. Crazy thing that sports I like pens. So there you go.
0: Jonas, plug away, man. You got the radio show. You got us, everything. Go ahead.
2: Yeah, a handful of places. <laughs> uh, first, I mean, I guess the, the place to reach me directly is at Jark Clonis on Twitter. Uh, J-A-R-K-C-L-O-N-A-S. Jark Clonis on Twitter. Um, and, yeah, I do produce a, a daily sports talk show here in San Antonio, The Sports Grind on Ticket 760. Shameless plug there. Uh, check it out. We you don't ever talk heard of it,
0: man. I, I don't think I've ever heard of The Sports Grind. Jeez.
2: <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> um, but, of course, you know, if we don't talk G League there. You call up the guys. They're not, they don't know <laughs> anything. They rely on me for that kind of knowledge. And so you can rely on me, too right uh stories over at project spurs and on twitter again at jark Clonus.
0: there it is man i i love the sports grind i've you know those guys came in i think i was like 18 they came into the mall and i was like right when i first started listening to mike taylor and we yeah. we couldn't get sports radio in in the mall i was working at the I, some people remember victory sports at north star if you remember man you og that's that's some og stuff right there they came in and were like, "So, yeah, do you, you guys listen to like sports radio?" And I was like, "Yeah, I like to get seven sixty. I listen to Mike Taylor every once in a while when I'm in the car." It's like, "Do you listen to the sports grinder?" And I was like, "Not really." And Not realizing who's in my face, I'm just like, "Holy <laughs> crap!" That was that was kind of embarrassing, but at least that was you know 14 years ago. I doubt they remember that, so that's good.
2: <laughs> so, <laughs> I want to, to re- rebrand and new cast and everything. Exactly. Uh, give
0: it a, give it a go around. Exactly. So. Uh, for me at by John Diaz on Twitter, most importantly at Project Spurs on Twitter, uh, Project Spurs YouTube, Project Spurs Instagram, we're everywhere. you know if if we aren't annoying enough, you can find <laughs> us everywhere else and get more of us. so that's that's the good thing. And we'll have more of these. Hopefully we'll try to get this out weekly, if not bi-weekly or whenever we get free time, uh, especially when we can get everyone's busy schedules lined up. So for Jonas and Mike, I'm John. Thank you guys for listening. Have a great day. Right. Really sad we weren't rolling on any of that. All the technical difficulties that would have made a good little like bonus at the end.
2: Michael's getting really choppy on yeah, me. How about you? Yeah. yeah, roll it, keep
0: rolling. <laughs> yeah, bad news bears of podcasting are back. Woo! I don't even hear Mike No. Nope. <laughs> and he's gone. All right, but Episode we're still recording. 11,